Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Keith Cheggers podcast. This is episode 24. Um, I'm your host. My name is Hannah Mivanwi Kendall Norris, and I'm here with my husband, Carl Donnelly. Carl. No middle names. No middle name, Donnelly. You guys, it's the first time you've given them your multiple middle names. Yeah. Why? What was it? Why is that? Just mixing it up a little bit. And obviously, <laughs> names are always on the brain right now. True. A little bit. And also, we have been in lockdown now for 16 days. Yeah, just over two weeks. So, you have gone mad. <laughs> no, they're my names. <laughs> I've, I've started to get, I, I don't know if I mentioned on this one, but on our wedding certificate, I think I did, didn't I? Yeah, I think so. My second name, Mivanwi, is Welsh. Um, the spelling of it... Everybody, just get out pens and papers. Is M Y F A N W Y? My family. Yeah, my mum wanted to give me that's my first name, but thought it was too hard for people to spell. Yeah, really. Um, <clears throat> and I've always said it's just spelled my fanny, but you take the second N and make it a W. And on our wedding certificate, it just says my fanny. Yeah, they misspelled it. Um, and I do think about the birth certificate. If they go cross-check with a wedding certificate at all, and whether when we register our no. daughter's birth, it have to be Hannah my fanny. I don't reckon they will. I reckon they just need. We'll probably just have to flash a bit of driving license or something. Yeah, yeah. Though it's spelled correctly, I think it'll be fine. Um, yeah, I like having two middle names. Oh yeah, I, I always. I mean, I'm fine with it now. Growing up, I used to be really resentful to my parents that they didn't give me any yeah but I was really excited when I did my confirmation like I didn't care about God or any of that stuff but I the fact that I got to get a middle name even yeah. though it's not legally binding yeah I just, just it was nice to get one yeah um I used to have a thing where I basically thought people with two middle names were better people right because I had two and my other thing is also if people have double letters in their name somewhere yeah. Do you remember this? We went through that once. What? <laughs> underbelly. We'd, we were drunk. Right. But yeah, I've got this thing. If you've got double letters, then you're, you're a good person. Just, so you've just... got Donnelly, oh, obviously. Oh, i yes. So you're fine. You're in the group. We were talking with our friend Rebecca Austin, who's also fine because she's got a double C. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, it's quite common, actually. I didn't realise <clears> how common it was. Yeah. So there's like a there's a there's a <laughs> class of people who have double letters. But you've, we've not given I suppose surnames. Yeah, you get surnames. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. part of it. Um, and we were there with the directors of Underbelly, one of who's Charlie Wood, get yes. double O, and the other one Ed Bartlam. No, he had no double. Sorry, Ed. <laughs> double letters. You don't make it into the unless gang. he was Eddie. Unless we started calling him Eddie. No, I don't. He's. I mean, he's quite posh so he's probably got about 400 middle names yeah i'm I know, sure I think one I, of them pr- must have a double true true um so yeah we are we are in lockdown 
I don't know, you, you know, you might be as well if you're listening. Um, by the time this gets released, maybe it'll be over here. No. I'm not sure. Might be. Uh, this, this should be, we're running them now, what, just, just over a week behind? Yeah. Uh, we will still be, definitely still be in lockdown. Yeah. And uh, um, it's been good. I don't know. Something's, something's rattling. Something's rattling. Um, I don't have yeah. my I don't have my special necklace on, so that's not okay. jingling and rattling. I think we found it. I think it might have been one of the mic stands. Mm-hmm. My mic stand. That's what I meant to say. There. <laughs> <laughs> it was my mic stand. I'll take full responsibility. Um, so yeah, we are we are in lockdown, and um, I. I as, as you should know, if you've listened to this before, this is a podcast about pregnancy. So obviously that's still going on. That hasn't stopped while the rest of the world no. kind of has. You can't pause it, can you? No, it's all it's all happening and we're, we're progressing along. We're at week 29 right now. And that means that our baby is the size of a... Oh, coconut. No, no, not coconut, pineapple. Yes, yes that's, that's right. what I meant. I knew that. You just had the pina colada vibes. Uh, yeah, I did. Going on. <laughs> um, yeah, spiky old, spiky old pineapple. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and the lockdown thing's actually been pretty fine, you know, like... Well, we're when... lucky. I was thinking we're quite lucky it's come at the, in a period where there's not much going on. Mm. You know, obviously, I'm so happy it didn't come while we were doing IVF. Yeah. That would have been the worst time. Worst time then or obviously birth. They're the two. Yeah. You know, if this all would start kicking off just when those two times, you know, even in like the, you know, when we were, when you were getting scans every week at the yeah. premature clinic and stuff, that even if it had happened during then, that would have been stressful. Yeah. We're quite lucky that we've, in terms of, yeah, we've just... The timing has gone, has, has still been good. Like we always thought it was because yeah. it, it originally allowed us to do our usual annual... Um, trips like going to Melbourne Comedy Festival and doing Edinburgh, yeah. but those aren't happening. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Cancelled. Um, so yeah, it's it's still working out in terms of the coronavirus timeline. Yes. Um, so yeah, we which and it also for me because the plan was doing Melbourne Comedy Festival and then we were getting back to uh, London about a, m- a month later than we actually did so the plan was sort of to be on maternity leave from that point so it's kind of just like that's kicked in a bit earlier than yes was the original plan um so i wrote a big list last night of all the things that i actually do want to do around the house right um and i had a i had a really nice day yesterday i did lots of reading i looked through some i'm reading lots so there's some books that i want to little references that i've learned about and um in the sunshine and stuff and then by the end of the day, I was sad. <laughs> <laughs> I had my first like reality check. I don't know, something. I just oh, got a bit sad. Of You did feel a bit sad. Yeah, just those realizations of um, not seeing people. Like I'm a tactile person and just hugging people and seeing people yes. and still chat like. That was your first because I had my little one last Friday, yeah. weirdly. Yeah. Just had a day where I woke up and I just felt a bit blue I was mm. like and I just it just I think that realization of you know we we have fun and we get you know we're lucky that we have a fun and like a relationship where we can spend a lot of time just yeah, the two yeah, of yeah. us and part you know not only get on but actually make it a laugh yeah but it, so, so I think sometimes it's easy to forget that other people we need other people yeah you know, everyone needs more than you can't just otherwise you just it's too close now, isn't it? Yeah. Whereas I think, yeah, that last Friday I had that moment of waking up and realising I'm just not 
scene. I've not gone for a coffee with a friend. I've well, not gone it? for a, a walk in town. You know, normally I go into town a bit early when I've got gigs and just have a, I love walking around Soho. And, and they had so many incidental run-ins, like you were totally. saying yesterday, just dressing rooms and chatting to Yeah, just like, hey, I don't have that camaraderie. Or if you're at a bar and then you ran into, run into someone else you know. Yeah, so that was, I had mine last week, but you, you've managed to hold off until last night. Yeah. And then I could see you were sad, <laughs> but you wouldn't tell me. You were sort <laughs> no. of hiding it. And then finally, I just got it out of you. Yeah. But then when we talked about it again this morning, that you said... Um, I have to make sure that I tell you all those little things. As all, yeah. Because I don't like, because often if I, like I, I take responsibility for my feelings, I think. Mm. So I think the fact do. that I was feeling sad and partly because um, Carl was, <laughs> I was on a computer a, game. I was playing a, a game of Xbox <laughs> with my friends. So I instantly then, I do the thing of, I assume I've caused the problem. Yeah. I've always had that. If, if I see... If you're if you have any sadness in you, yeah, I suddenly think, well, that's obviously my fault. Yeah, just from childhood, I've always had those guilt issues. Yeah, which which it which it what which it isn't which it wasn't. And again, I take so I was feeling sad, and then I, I don't really want to tell you about it because I know that when I talk, it it's not yeah, it's not kind of on you. And then talking through it. Um, I feel better and then I don't want to make you feel bad for I how I've been feeling bad. But you did say this morning, like, because I can, I, I was like, I could have woken up this morning. It would have felt totally fine. Like it just would have been gone. Yes. And something that I was feeling yesterday and it's, and it's disappeared because it moves and feelings move and things change and that's all good. Um, yeah. Whereas you said to me this morning that I have to tell you those things. <laughs> Not in a controlling way. <laughs> no, no. But what I said no, was. No, in a good way. Because I also historically I'm somebody who squashes feelings down mm. and think oh that it will pass but sometimes it doesn't pass and if you squash it down all that does it will, that will just create like a foundation where the next if you have it again it will build on that I'm a big believer in deal with the deal with the feeling yeah. rather than push it down but I think it was it was particularly in terms of once we have a baby with us that if there are little things that start to build up that that has to just be that's it We're talked gonna, about just, so we don't ever get into that space where we get annoyed exactly. with each other or things build and grow and yeah. turn into something. I don't want to use one day because <laughs> tired from childhood, <laughs> childhood, childhood, having a child. Yeah. And, you know, I, I imagine you've got little things that you've not told me and they've built up and I literally have one game of Xbox with my friends and suddenly you're just like... So I smash it. I yeah, smash it up. smash it. <laughs> we've got a baby. I'll be like, I play it very rarely. <laughs> so yeah that's that's the that's why i think we should i'm always a fan of talking about things yeah in a grown-up manner yeah that's why we've never shouted at each other because we do we do don't get me wrong i think we talk more than most yeah about anything yeah that could develop into a problem yeah you know most people just keep that down until it they explode but it's rare as well to like you know generally very happy mm. <laughs> Oh no, yeah. I, mean, don't think, I think it's, it's a bit of luck that we and, both have similar dispositions. But even with that, you know, I'm I have been surprised because you hear about pregnancy and pregnant women, and they have a they have a reputation for being mental, oh, like that you have more hormones yeah, and that you can yeah, go up yeah, and down yeah. and you burst into tears all the time and da, da, yeah. da, da, and all that kind of stuff. And that that hasn't been. But you've case. done it what twice the whole time. Yeah. That I can, uh, I've noted down in my in my special book, <laughs> <laughs> my controlling Hannah book. No, no, I did. I just have to, I'm just remembering that from when we've talked about it on here. Yeah, twice I can recall that. Yeah, you having a even a remote wobble. Yeah, so that's good. That's very good. 
I've had more wobbles than you. <laughs> no. Um, so along with that, this week, some things I've been thinking about. Um, so she's kicking quite a lot. Loads. I love it. Yeah, I know you do. You really enjoy it. <laughs> I really love it. It's like a little moments where it's like we get to hang out. Maybe it's just it's another person here. Yeah, um. <laughs> that's how lonely you are. You keep like, I, I've seen you trying to sort of, when she goes quiet, yeah. you sort of have a little bang on your stomach, <laughs> almost trying to wake her up. <laughs> just a little tap. Um, yeah, and, and there's some weird, like my friend Sally asked me a few weeks ago if she'd started hiccuping yet. And I'm not sure what that feels like. Right. There are some, there's some weird, there's like these real, almost like a jackhammer. Yeah. That'll right. happen every now and then, like, which maybe that's a hiccup. I don't know. Cause their heart, her heart beats so fast. Maybe the hiccups are a crazy speed. Yeah. <laughs> she could just be just shaking. Yeah. She could be doing a punch. Yeah. Ball, like an angry shake. Of yeah. Like, I want to get out. Yeah. But not yet. Not allowed. No. Still 11 more weeks. Yes. And then that's okay. But yeah, I, I really, I like it um, because there are, there are definitely little bits of communication as well. Like if she's, she kicks and then I could, I'll tap back and then she might kick back. Yeah. And that feels, that feels cool and yes. fun because that's a baby in there <laughs> <laughs> and that baby's going to come out, <laughs> which is still funny. Yeah. Um, I know that. You you said one day in a bit of news that you'd read somewhere about in Australia they were kicking out people who were on visas, students and... Yeah, well, they sort of, they basically, uh, I think it was like five days ago, they advised anyone who's there on a visa, basically anyone who's not a citizen, mm. to they advised them they should return to their country. So I would have probably... That, I mean, that's still under, that's still advice. It's not yeah. you have to leave legally. But, you know, if they start saying that, there's no reason they couldn't turn that into a, right, we actually are going to ask everyone on visas to, to vacate the country. Yeah. So if I, I could have been booted. Which was the, which was kind of the, the fear about yes. being there. Like if we stayed and then you were told to leave the country, that that would have been the worst scenario. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then whether I would have been able to get a flight or not. Exactly. And, you know, you, you, you think there'd, there'd be some compassion for that in terms of being pregnant, which there might be and there could have been, but it's not guaranteed, no. definitely. So I was happy that we were here when we found out yes. that that was kind of going ahead. Um, I We had a kind of productive week as well on, well, the other day when it was sunny. Oh, on the prams. Yeah. Yes. We did cleaning. Yeah, my um, my eBay purchase from the start of the year, which was a bit of a novelty when I got it, yeah. has become actually, basically I bought a vintage 1960s Marmette pram that is beautiful, big, massive red thing. Yeah. You know, one of them classic, big wheels, beautiful suspension. Yeah. It just looks like a sort big, of... Big um, trolley thing underneath oh, the yeah. shopping. It's great. I mean, obviously, it's not the most convenient in terms of size, so you wouldn't be taking it on the tube and stuff. Mm. But, um, but it costs £13. £13 on eBay. Some very lovely lady, I went and collected it off her, lived, in, lived on a farm just outside of London, and she'd had her children in it, like she'd sort of used it for her kids. Uh, it was given to her by a friend of her mum's who'd used it for her kids. So it's, it's got a history to it. And she yeah. was so happy that we were going to use it and not, 
use it for like some sort of it wasn't going to end up in a hipster cafe yeah with like salt and pepper in it or something yeah <laughs> you know she was so excited when I said oh no we actually want it you know for the garden and just for local you know pushing it around the park but we gave it a proper refurb yeah it was I mean it was pretty clean but was, uh, yeah but pulling it apart and just kind of finding <clears throat> just sand you know bits of yeah farm farm soil and dirt it's yeah. not it's not at all kind of soiled in a gross way no, and it's, it's just sort of vinyl years, inside so 50 years old 60 yeah. years old mm. so yeah and we took the lid off and steam you steam clean stuff yeah. and i wiped things out and doing the chrome yes did that with vinegar i did it with uh baking baking soda and vinegar yeah but i'm also going to buy a chrome cleaner just to fully buff it up yeah it, but it came up nice yeah it came up it came up really nice and then i started um like it's big it's big <laughs> yeah and you know i i was i started looking into like trying to read up a bit more about coach prams um you know, and those people who would carry four babies around in it. Like, you could fit four babies in oh, there. Yeah, I mean, sitting up, yeah. Sitting up. And it would it could take the weight. Yeah. But I started looking into um, if you have to strap them in. Because it's so, like... They could just roll around. It could it. fit, what, like a three-year-old, definitely four-year-old lying down, I think. Not four. Three. I reckon a, a small three-year-old. Like so I just think niece, a baby. Millie would not have no. fit in it when she hung up. Yeah, she's three now. So, yeah, yeah she wouldn't fit. She wouldn't. Yeah. She could, I mean, she'd look normal pushing it around. Yeah. <laughs> she's so big. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just how you, how you keep the babies in there. So I kind of investigated and found out you can buy straps, but I couldn't really find out. I couldn't find that out. So I asked my mum the other day. I'm like, did I have one of those prams? And she said, yeah, it was small. It was a bit smaller. Um, and I was like, did you strap me in? She's like, no. Um, there were strap, like there's strap holders there yeah, on the inside. Yeah, yeah. But that's more for when um, the, the kids are older and sitting up. Yes. But you strap them in well, either with like it's... a harnessy thing. Or you can put those, these weird chairs that look like thrones that you can Excellent. attach onto it. Um, and I was like, but how did you like, cause we lived on a, in a ground floor flat and then there's five stairs up to the uh, street level. I was like, how did you get me like out? Like if I was asleep, a baby in the pram, how did you get me in and out of the house without me like sliding yeah. all around? And she said, she's like, Oh, you, you're trying to get someone to help. Um, she's like, or I just start trying and then I just go back inside. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I didn't really get the answer, but. We're all we're pretty level surface here. We we did try to um, our f it still doesn't fit through the front door though. Yeah, not, I mean, that was something officially. we attended to. I can get it through the front door, but it wouldn't be particularly comfortable for the baby. The, it it goes, involves raising it up like a wheelie, like a forty-five degree <laughs> angle. <laughs> That's what I mean as well about sliding down and around. Um, but we did take kind of a stopper off the, off the door, yeah, which made it closer. But then we've realised there's a couple of things we can do, which is like take a bit of the frame off the door there's like some paneling yeah. on the door frame if we remove that or if we cut into the actual door jam yeah which i don't think we're, i don't think we're gonna do that i'm gonna take off that little sort of the bottom just it's a bit it's a of panel. design a yeah. little panel on the front of the door it doesn't need to be there the bottom rail i think if i take that off yeah it will we can fit through just like it'll squeeze through maybe i'll do that today yeah now you've put it back in my mind yeah all i've got to do is pop it off yeah i say that Flash forward two hours. There's a I'm hole taking, in the front yeah, door. Yeah, I've got yeah, literally a hole in the front door that I'm trying to patch up. <laughs> but um, it yeah, it, it does feel like I right now. That's the pram that I want to use. Yeah, I don't feel like going and you know 
besides all our lovely pram research that we've done yeah like if this works great we've but got also a pram. i've got a stat, the, the secondary yeah mclaren quest yeah that somebody kindly a friend of ours kindly donated yeah they were getting rid of it from their garage yeah and i thought because when you picked it up and i looked at it i thought that is that's not that's for like four-year-olds mm. or something i just i'd see them ones and i thought but they're actually you played around a bit and cleaned it and opened it up a bit and it you can go flat and yeah it's yeah. fine that's absolutely fine for our backup they advise it's um, usable from newborn but that it's the newborn setting which is flat is not not totally flat like right. there's a little bit of a raise yeah, yeah so um i think that's why you wouldn't want to use it every day but it's better to use than what lots of people do which is um car seats on yeah, like travel yeah, systems because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's supposed to be bad for a baby's spine yes. to be in that position also but some babies apparently don't like lying flat yeah from what from, from what i gather every baby's different yeah, some, yeah, like, yeah some from very early on don't really want to be lying on their back but cleaning that one time. up came up so yeah, did. beautiful you did, you did a, a lovely I could put job. everything in the washing machine yeah the like the the mat bit that it lies on the overhead bit yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that goes over the top weirdly yeah, that was actually under bit I, when i first was on pram obsessions back in in like just before it was after christmas i think it might have been early january yeah I um I was looking into all the you know the silver crosses and I was just mm. like oh my god look at all these cool ones and I was telling a friend and he just said oh don't be silly like he just did that thing of saying it's an absolute waste of money he goes just get yourself a McLaren he said that yeah because that I remember McLarens like I just I yeah. remember seeing because I always found it funny that it's a sports car yeah like everyone knows it kind of looks like prams or push chairs from my childhood yes like that's what that's i mean the vibe so in I my head i thought i don't want one of them but yeah. actually seeing that one it's absolutely not only is it fine it's good it's yeah. very it packs down really easily and it's well made and i've yeah. just i've had to park my ego and and i do think there's something good about like not only financially obviously receiving cheaper or secondhand items but in terms of the amount of wastage there must be with baby clothes oh my word, yeah. and things that are bought and things that are new and plastics and how yeah. much use and then whether you can people want to buy secondhand things on ebay not not necessarily people like buying new stuff yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I you know i like that we sort of have history and connection to the things that we have and we yes. know where they've come from um but yeah i'm i feel really good about that yeah. Which was which wasn't a plan, and at the first, oh. you know, I, I don't mind I don't mind hand me downs. I think we discussed that. In terms I of definitely the have much more of an aversion mm. to them than you do. Yeah, that's because, but that's because you're an older sister. You, you don't have any older siblings. That's true. I grew up with an older brother, mm -hmm. so I constantly got given hand me downs. Yeah. So by the time I was old enough to have my own financial stability and I could buy myself something, I was like, I'm never ever having a hand me down. Yeah. Like, that's what I used to hate. Vintage clothes. I didn't. Have, I didn't want anything that had ever been worn before. It took me to get into my thirties, and actually, I started appreciating some vintage clothing because they're things you can't buy anymore. Yeah. I had to sort of change my thinking, but yeah, the concept of hand-me-downs used to just make me sick. <laughs> yeah. Just seeing seeing kids going to school with a massive blazer yeah. that was you could tell was their brother's who was three years old, and you're like, oh man, that's gonna get you bullied for six months. Yeah. So yeah. Which again, my my friend um, I caught up with in melbourne before we left um she told me her, her son's going he's got a full scholarship to a really good school but it means it's expen all the uniforms expensive and how the socks there there's three different types of socks uh, yeah. and they cost ten dollars per pair 
and she managed to get secondhand a huge bag full of all the socks. Yeah. And so I don't know. I don't know if he knows he's wearing secondhand socks, but I mean, she managed to wash them. She chucked out all the shit ones, but the good ones she washed. Yeah. And that's. I mean, I hope he doesn't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, just let him have something. With his Come massive blazer. <laughs> <laughs> Heavy pencil. An actor of my experience, you just get run dry. A podcast sitcom with Anna Crilly and Tony Gardner. I played, I played yeah. Edmund Gelder and he played Fanny Snatch. The Observer called it a lovely thing. Wonderfully funny, pitched perfectly, produced with a light touch. I'm not having any more of this. I need you to pull me off immediately. Heavy pencil from Great Big Owl. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Um, in, my, uh, in my body. Oh, <laughs> come on. My, be- my belly button's tiny. It's starting to shrink. It's going to pop out soon. <laughs> it's just I realized it the other day. I put my finger in my belly button. I was like, where's it gone? <laughs> like it hasn't popped out, but it's tiny. It is so, yeah. And I don't know if they're all supposed to pop out. What, all belly buttons? Yeah. Because pregnant, I, I think they I presume do. they do, yeah. I thought that was a, just a thing that happened. But what a weird thing to happen. Like, what? Like, uh, I mean, it automatically, it's just why doesn't it ever burst? Why does yeah, that not yeah, just yeah. everything spill out? <laughs> why? I don't, yeah, I don't know. Because it's just a knot, isn't it? Like, you get born, it gets clamped, then they knot it, then the knot falls off, and then that's locked for life. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that. I don't understand <laughs> it at all. But yeah. I find it just, yeah, it's weird when you showed it to me, when you actually pointed out how small it is. Like, yeah. It's creepy. It's creepy. Um, I've, st- I've been doing a little bit of boob scouring as well, as advised by what Laura. Else you, what else did you do with your boobs? Got them in the sun. Oh, God. that was You said it to me and you were like, I want to put my boobs in the sun. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? And basically, you just, why did you want to do it? Because Laura said to do it. In the sun? Yeah. So get your boobs in the get the scouring and get them uh, in the sun. I didn't. I didn't. I remember the scouring. Your nipples in the sun. See, the other day you you sat. Is <laughs> that inside? Yeah. Like kneeling, praying to the sun, <laughs> with my boobs out. Yes. Um, which I still think are not very big. They are. They're bigger than they were. Yeah, but notably. they're not. They're not udders. No, they're not. <laughs> yeah, they're not. They're not massive udders, right? Yeah, yeah. but they are definitely. Um, they are bigger. And when I so I got them out in the sun, and I'm sure I've got freckles already. Yeah, that's my complexion. Yes. 
Well, and this today is a really sunny, hot day. I did it yesterday as well. I'll do it again today. Yeah, and get them out in the sun again. But not in the. If I do it in the back garden, that's when neighbours can see. Yeah. So but even like even where you did it at the back door. Yeah. The people down the end, the the, the back, the, the down at the end of the garden, them neighbours could theoretically look out and see. But also whether it's that thing of just getting used to getting your boobs out, like so and, and for, for you, Carl, to be used to me having my boobs out. I'm used to having your boobs out. <laughs> but in, with potentially people watching? Yeah, I suppose that is still an issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although this lockdown, I've got used to a lot of things I never thought I'd get used to. Tracksuit bottoms every day. Yeah. Um, there's the police Special coming to take me dragon. away from, <laughs> yeah. from my dragon tracksuit bottoms. <laughs> um, I also, Sarah Niles, who we spoke to a few weeks ago, when we met her, she gave me a present, which was this mother's balm. Um, it's a Neil's Yard um, lotion and I put that on every day. It's like I, I was doing the bio oil, which yeah. Felicity had recommended. And when that ran out, I moved on to the mother's balm, which Sarah had given me. And I feel like a goddess. Right, why? Just just like rubbing oils into my body. I suppose, yeah, yeah. It's some, I, know, I know that some people do it. I know a friend of mine, Wumi, she would moisturize her skin every day. Yeah. I reckon Hannah... Chris's Hannah does it as well, moisturizers. Yeah. I don't do that. But not body moisturizer, no. no. So it's Fate, like... You moisturize your face every day. Yeah. But, it, yeah, it feels like I, f- I feel like some kind of gr- ancient Greek or Roman goddess just yeah. putting, massaging oils into my skin. Are you going to continue it then? Is this a life change now? No, probably why? not. If it feels so nice, why don't you carry it on? Well, I mean, the point of it is a like... It's part of it is about just giving elasticity to your skin yeah. as it grows and preventing stretch marks and things like that, <clears throat> which I don't have any. There's, my skin's really smooth. <laughs> <laughs> but I've also read that stretch marks are just hereditary anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I still feel, yeah, like that's exactly, I go, I feel like a goddess when I'm putting it on. Yeah, well, but if you feel like that, I feel, you should, I feel like you should continue it for the mm, rest of your maybe, life. Maybe, maybe, you know, but then, then we just get used to being a goddess. It's special to be a goddess. <laughs> I don't know. I also bought, a, we've got a babe, um, a ball, an exercise ball yeah, thing. Yeah, what are they called? Is it like a bozu ball or something to the official name? <laughs> it's got a funny name, isn't it? I've never heard of bozu ball. Oh, no, let me check. It's I need like to find one out. of those big gym balls. Yeah, I th- for some reason I thought they had a sort of a gym name. Which um, at this stage uh, in quarantine, isolation, lots of um, kind of online deliveries where you'd usually be able to buy something like that. So it was like a six-week wa- six wait, I guess, because everyone's at home trying to get fit and buying lots of equipment. But I managed to get one that's a natural birth ball. A bozal ball is not what I thought it was. What is um, it? It's, I think it's a half uh, It's a half ball. Bozo ball is a half one that's on a frame like that. Oh, that you stand on for your It's like core a b- for balancing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that was just, I thought we had a bozo ball. We haven't. Yeah. We just got a big ball. Yeah. But it says, it's got N, does it NBC on the side or something? Natural birth. Yes. Center. And so Carl was a bit weird about using it. Yeah, I used it for some sit-ups the other day. Yeah, even though it's just a normal one of those balls. Yes. So I just did a little bit of stretching my back out on it the other day. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. And it's kind of the first thing in our living room that's, is a signifier that a baby is going to come. Yeah, it's or true. Labour is going to happen. Mm. Which um, I think last it was last week when I had spoken to the hospital and the doctor had offered me an induction in week thirty nine. Yes. 
which I really, I really don't want to do. Yeah. Um, and I was looking a bit more in the hypnobirthing book that I'd read. Um, it's by, what's her name? Catherine Graves. It's a really, it's a really good book. Like the first, I think the first third is sort of about relaxation and different hypnobirthing exercises and I haven't paid that much attention to that. There's things in there that they want, they suggest your partner reads to you or you, or you record or things like that just so it's, so it's happening. But then there's lots about preparing your body for the birth, like pelvic floor exercises, perineal massage, um, diet and responsibility and choices and things like that. And with induction... It says in, in the UK about 20% of labours are induced. Yes. The World Health Organization's recommendation is that it's 10% right. in a country should be induced. Um, and it says how as well during pregnancy, like they kind of assume that your body and your baby know how to grow. Yeah. And then at that last minute want to get involved. Yeah. Um, so... It was just reading it that as well that the, when you start thinking about it, that it can start to create a fear response or stress. Yeah. And that that kind of already slows the process down once yeah, you yeah, start yeah, feeling yeah, scared yeah. and stressed because you need to be confident and free. And um, But I also think it, it, it depends on the person as well. Like if you think you've the whole time said that you're still looking forward to the birth. Yeah, yeah. So actually, but a lot of people don't have that. You know, yeah. I've show, we've got friends who said that, you know, they were dreading it. And, you know, I think if you're somebody who's dreading it and it, you know, and yeah, you know, I think if you, you might be somebody who just wants, let's just get it done. Yeah. And I understand that as a thing. But if you're somebody who actually is looking forward to the experience and is looking forward to going through it as, as naturally as possible, yeah. it feels a bit, intrusive for them to induce unless there's a genuine medical reason to do so yeah and also talked about that statistic the kind of you know that the, as your age increases the um likelihood of having a stillbirth or that that one percent or whatever um is i mean i should double check you know look into it a bit more but it was saying that's quite an old study yeah. as well like from the 50s and that's just the statistic that they still refer yeah, to, yeah. <clears throat> which is not necessarily the case. Um, but I, I know that I'll still, I'll still find that troublesome to say to a doctor that no, I don't want to do that. Of course. Even reading the books I've read about feminism in yeah, in yeah. birth and how to like um, be vocal about what you want and yeah. and all that kind of thing, it'll still be tricky because. Because of the, the expertise and the way that you Definitely. respect doctors and the language that they use and the ultimate thing, which is that you don't want to do anything that's going to hurt your baby or do anything bad. Yes. And th that those little, those little fears creep in and can, you know, make you go with something that you don't necessarily want to do. Yeah. But well, that's it because it, it sort of feels like you're saying, I know more than you, but it's not that old. Yeah. It's just saying, look, this is a potentially, you know, or very likely the only time I'll ever go through this. Yeah. I would like it to sort of reflect how I want it to go. Yeah. And unless there is genuinely an emergency and we need to sort of do it your way, is it not is it not better in the long term to do it our way? Yeah. That's sort of 
Yeah, but I can understand a doctor could probably take it as like, well, bloody hell, you go off and read your stuff online. Then. You know, that's what... Yeah, well, that Because you, you sound probably like a bloody anti-vaxxer like, to them. Yeah. Even though you're not at all, you're just somebody who wants to have some control over your own birth. Again, in this book, it talks about the way to um, kind of address that and, and deal with those sorts of language that yeah. gets used. Because they do things like you have to... Allow them. They can't. They have. They have to suggest. They can't force you to do this stuff. And being clear about that, um, all that, all that language. Yeah. You know that that makes the difference between consenting to something or going along with something. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just you know making sure that they explain things to you and asking what other options there are, and what would happen if we don't do this. How will it affect the baby? Like just yeah, yeah, just yeah. getting all the information so they know you're not not just um being flippant yes about your decision and then i guess as laura says just cry yeah that's the last resort is cry <laughs> but also i was thinking about what dana said which is you know ultimately who cares what happens so long as the baby gets totally born, yeah it's all good um but in in the thing it also said that a good idea is that obviously not with the hospital but to people in your life um you should tell them the due date is about two weeks after the actual due date because when it gets to your due date, people start checking in. Yes. Has it happened? What's going on? And it suggests that that's not really what you want no. <laughs> while you're kind of preparing and going, is this happening? And there's just everyone checking in on you yeah, yeah, yeah. to know if your baby's ready, which is – so I've got a friend whose baby was due last week, oh, I think. Yeah. Um, What's the latest? Really? I don't know. I haven't because I deliberately haven't checked in. Yes. I was like, I'll just let them let them do it and see what what see when we know because they'll tell us. But hopefully, there's a baby there. <laughs> um, I'm sure. I mean, I mean, I'm sure there is. <laughs> I just don't know if I don't but know if she's first, out yet. So yeah, yeah. Delayed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this I, I really liked this book, the hypnobirthing book, um, and then I've also been reading another one which is Baby Love by Robin Barker, which a friend gave to us. Um, and this is more like a, it's a, it's a thick, it's thick old so manual. Big. And even like the name and the cover makes me not <laughs> look like I would enjoy reading that. It's got, it's got a baby on it. <laughs> I know, but it just feels, that looks like a sort of um, some of the books we have somewhat mocked along yeah. the way. But it's, it is like a manual. So it's interesting. There's all sorts of things about weaning and breastfeeding and sleep and kind of preparing you for all the different options it's it's like a reference book so you know different rashes that your baby might get and what what is you can just not worry about and what might be a bit more serious it talks about all their different kind of poo and the colors of them oh god <laughs> what was the tip we got on? from our friends Daniela Wendy oh yeah they um Waitrose waitrose baby bottom butter yeah. that was a good tip um so we got given a tip for it basically the moment your baby comes along oil them up because then first yeah the poos, meconium poos yeah, apparently are just rough stick yeah whereas if you sit literally oil them up from the word go slide it's easier to slide it off yeah there. which i'd bet as well about using coconut oil oh uh, yeah 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 coconut oil or this waitrose baby bottom um but in this in this book like so i have i have flicked through pretty much all of it some of the stuff that I found the most interesting was about some of the baby reflexes, which is not useful particularly, but it's talking about um, what they do. 
No, I'm just trying to find the page because I was being really prepared. And I'm, I know, you've got them all marked, so you don't know which one. You've marked two Annie's and you can't find the actual one. What was um, it? It's about their reflexes. Yeah, what do you mean by their reflexes? Physical like yeah. responses. Yep, physical responses that they do, which is like um, kind of primal yeah. Primal responses. Oh, you were saying, you were telling me about yeah. why they grab onto things. Yeah, so there's things like when babies automatically close their fists and they'll grab onto anything. That comes from when they used to have to hold on to fur. Yeah. Like when we're apes or whatever. And there's, I was so proud of myself of getting the page. But I completely don't know where the page is. So that's one of them is the grabbing the fur. Yeah. There's another one which was about... um. Yeah, the feet, if you if you tickle the bottom of their feet, they automatically kind of um, make like a claw yeah, kind of thing, yeah, which yeah. is again is like from being apes and having to hold on to branches and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know where the page is, it's but okay. there are two Forget of the, the things. Page. But I, lo- I was so proud. It's all right. <laughs> you sort of explained what, what it was. Yeah, but they were re- there was, it was more interesting than that. That's just two of them. <laughs> I found oh wait no I wrote down the page number oh, wait 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 <laughs> Carl you say something while I look up the page I don't well so I've not I've been reading different things this week so I'm not really um I've been reading the um Hindu uh Vedas yeah so I'm a bit off piece at the minute with my reading yeah um okay so the survival and protection uh that's about swallowing life in the womb um when they're kicking they're pushing off the side of the womb while they're like swimming around in there yeah so often that's just their foot like yeah like if you're pushing off the edge of something yeah yeah. um and that after birth if pressures um applied to the soles of their feet they respond by stepping or crawling yes but then they forget that after a few weeks because it's not useful to them yet. right and then um yeah the touching the soles of the feet and sucking that you if you touch one side of their face They'll automatically turn the turn their mouth to that to suck. Yeah. Whatever's there. And it's about relieving distress and wasn't I basically said all the things that were there. Yes. <laughs> um but yeah, that's that's been it's it's been an interesting book to look at and about yeah. development. There's some things that um there's sort of not answers in there, like just it it's sort of once you know how to breastfeed a baby and once you you have started getting them to sleep then it tells you those right how to what you might encounter but doesn't tell you how to actually do those yeah yeah, yeah. things beforehand um and a lot about crying babies yeah. and babies who can't sleep which is something that you know it suggests that you do have to be prepared for there's all sorts of, of babies yeah, yeah, yeah but again it's like something that i don't really want to visualize too much well, I don't. I just don't think it's one of them ones you know you can't prepare for. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You can read all the books that you want and learn little tips, hopefully, to get them into a pattern down the line. But I think in them early, especially in them early months, yeah, you absolutely are at the whim of this child. Yeah. Um, what I, I think the best thing we could do is what we're doing now, which is getting a lot of sleep. Yeah, we are getting a lot of sleep. Um, Another thing I wanted this, I wanted, I felt like drinking this week. I know you really wanted it. Well, you were, I went out to get some tonics. I was going to have a gin and tonic tonight. Yeah. And you just wanted to, I got more tonics. So you could just have a tonic yeah. and pretend you're drinking gin. I think this. We've got some of that horrible non-alcoholic gin. Yeah. I'll, I'll, probably, I'll probably try that. But I think just plain tonic is just as good. Yeah. With, you know, garnishes in it. Definitely. But 
I think that thing, there's been some nice sunny days. I know I definitely, if I wasn't pregnant, I would have had a few drinks definitely. over this. Like not not how some people are <laughs> dealing with isolation, which is just, <laughs> just I don't know, starting drinking at yeah. midday and I've got I won't say his name, but a friend of mine has now had to literally just put like I'm only he's only allowed now to drink at the weekends because mm-hmm. he was literally drinking every day, like getting pissed. Yeah. So I think yeah, I think we I mean we we never we've never been home drinkers. No. Which is good. Which is, you, you don't. No. I will have a drink or two. Yeah. Every, a drink, probably a drink every now and then. Yeah. I, d- I only drink at home if we've got people over. But mm. like, w- what I will say is... And you're I, good at it when we do. I mean, when I do, I really go for <laughs> it. But um, I also just realised I've not just been... not. I still like a social drink. If I'm out at a gig yeah. and I'm on with friends, we'll have a couple of beers. Yeah. So I've just not had that. So yeah, last Saturday I had a few gin and tonics yeah. and tonight i'm gonna be having a few drinks yeah. while zooming with some friends so yesterday um carl wanted to go and buy some beers but had to think of some more essential things that he needed to buy I had to at the write same a time. List. end up just buying what did i buy i bought some chocolate, chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> some crisps yeah all the essential i did actually get some essentials basically, as well but basically party essentials yeah that's, i got some bananas and lemons yeah and fizzy drinks yeah it was all ne- all necessary yeah um and where like where i know i mean i know you're not reading stuff at the moment where's your head at with everything i'm fine yeah. i feel like at the minute we are i do you know what it is i think because the the schedule was go to melbourne do all the comedy festival come back end of april mm. uh get into that six week get the house ready you know i feel like i'm still in a sort of hinterland yeah where because we, we're not in melbourne but we're not in that in what was in my head was a six-week sort of landing strip yeah of like i feel like in a minute i'm on sort of this like almost in a forced holiday at home yeah that's why so i'm not you know when we it was nice doing the pram and that but i didn't feel like i don't feel at the minute stressed or under pressure to start yeah. getting things ready so yeah, i feel yeah. like we've got this weird just free time yeah so that's why at the minute I'm actually just quite relaxed and yeah, sort of. But still, not like having moments of realization. Like when we watched a, an episode of The Handmaid's Tale the other day, there yeah. was a bit of a birth. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. It was quite a stressful birth. But then when the baby comes out, suddenly we both had that moment of like, oh, and you turned to me and went, we're getting one of them. <laughs> yeah. And then I said that I keep having moments of that where I, I suddenly picture it properly i can yeah. imagine i can see it in my mind yeah and it's they're, they're they're getting much more real those those visualization type things yeah but yeah but apart from that i'm not i'm, st- I'm still in a nice relaxed early build-up phase yeah. yeah which i am too i guess yeah i guess i guess if i don't get sad about stuff Just, yes, you've had one <laughs> sad day in uh, in memory yeah um so we are we're probably gonna have a guest with us next week yeah now we know the tech how to do it over zoom yeah we'll, we'll find a guest in isolation who is uh I've got, well, yeah i've got a friend very funny comedian friend who gave birth uh three weeks ago i think so i might see if she could give us the sort of you know proper she's in it she's in it yeah. in a minute we've got a few other people that we've 
been in you know we already obviously had a list of people we were going to catch up with and yes. talk to throughout this so got to see if they've they're able to do I yeah. mean, they've got the time i know <laughs> it's whether they've got the free the setup to do it so yeah we will have we will continue to have guests um throughout this you know in this in this unexpected turn of events in terms of the Keith Jagger's timeline and we're pretty lucky that in terms of obviously all the shops are shut they might have reopened by the time we actually start finishing up the getting the house ready mm. but in terms of actually what we like the only things we really need like we need a cot yeah and you know that sort of I'm sure we can find that online and we've got done some research yeah but there's not we don't need we brought quite a lot of supplies back from Australia like that people gave us clothes and things yeah and, which so, I have to really sort through to see yeah. what's you know there's there's stuff that we definitely don't have still yeah and I found out yesterday that because um, you're pregnant you're on the priority list for Sainsbury's I, I, I imagine the other supermarkets so if we do need to if it's still going on in june and we need to buy them sort of first wave of nappies and stuff yeah then you're because yeah you are don't, with your nhs number you can you, you can get priority deliveries yeah so we're, that's good to know yeah which i think yeah i think we'll do that yeah because yeah it's the the queues to the shops are getting pretty it's crazy pretty big yeah so that's good yeah all right, so thank you for listening. As always, you can find us on the social medias um, at Cheggers Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, Mum and Dad see it's all right. The pregnancy is still going. <laughs> They're both worried when one of the episodes took a bit bit too long to come out. Oh. <laughs> they both called me separately, going, "Is everything all right?" <laughs> Like yeah, we're hearing, yeah. Carl's, Carl's still doing his podcast. <laughs> there is a pandemic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there might be some delays. But yeah, but this, is, but we're all good. We're cruising along, and yeah, hope you are too. Yeah, thanks. So thanks for listening. We'll be back next week, week thirty. Ooh, bye. Great big owl. face those Twitter notifications? Forgot to watch anything but Netflix? Dreading the video conference small talk at nine? You need a new vitamin, you know. You need the Smart 7. It's a brand new daily podcast that puts your brain into gear. Everything you need to know in less than seven minutes. You need the Smarts? Hey, we got the Smarts. The Smart 7, every weekday at 7am. Available right now on Spotify and all the usual places. 